Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I know we were joking before, but I am really excited for dinner tonight. Okay. All right. Are you not looking forward to it? Yeah, it's great dinner. Well, hello and welcome. This is I Only Like You. I'm Lonnie. I'm here with my girlfriend, Sine. Hello. Um, every week we talk about people we don't like and we review a good movie we've seen that week. Uh, this week we've had a big week. We've seen Independence Day Resurgence, a special preview screening, thanks to your dad. Got us tickets. Yep. And we went to see the State of Origin, which is a big football game here in Australia. Thanks to my Thanks dad. Thanks to your dad. <laughs> it's a big so, week for dads. So this week we like our dads. <laughs> Thanks, dads. Mum's not doing much for us this week. <laughs> um, all right, we'll talk about State of Origin first. Kind of framed by the annoying people you see at sporting events, people who sit near you. Mm. Um, first, we should probably talk about what the State of Origin is, though, because I don't think many people overseas would probably know we have five listeners, and I think they're all from overseas. So we, we do this have is, five followers. This is for them, yeah. Shout out to the five followers that are probably fake accounts yeah. that <laughs> aren't actually real people listening to anything. Well, but. you know, you got to do something for them. Yeah. Okay, State of Origin. It's a best of three rugby league match series. Yep. It is played by Queensland, New South Wales, players from those states. Um, From their state of origin, yes, if you will. That's how it begins. <laughs> I like I like sporting events that have a pun yeah. in their name. What's the pun? Well the pun is Oh, I guess it's not really it's a like, pun, is it? <laughs> it's not a pun. This is literally describing where the players are from. It's literally just what it is. <laughs> Oops. Oh, so I was talking to Sine about this during the week. Um she didn't really know much about the history of it, so I thought I'd wait and tell her about it on the show so um, everyone else could find out some information about it, people who listen to the show. Is this a quick history lesson? Yes. Okay. So I believe it began in 1895. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Just briefly, it's an offshoot from Rugby Union, which is probably the more popular code um, around the world. People know about that. Um, people don't know that actually there's two different versions of rugby, people in like, you know, American, whatever, think it's just rugby is one thing. Let's not generalise. They oh. could be biggest state of origin fan could live in yeah. Texas. Oh, okay. okay. Probably not, <laughs> but. <laughs> anyway, um, Queensland and New South Wales are the two big places, two states in Australia where it's played, rugby league that is. Um, and they've had interstate games, representative games since the beginning, since 1908. Um, but generally before 1980, these um games were played by players who were from the competitions. So it didn't actually matter where you were born. So you could be born in Brisbane but go play in Sydney and you play for New South Wales in the rep game. Did you know that? No. So, yeah. So it wasn't state of origin. It was just where you were playing at that time. What was it called then? Oh, it was just interstate game, just the rep game, the Queensland versus Interstate game one. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, and sometime, I'm not sure exactly when, um, New South Wales introduced pokies, 
sorry, poker machines gambling into their clubs. And so a lot of the Leeds clubs who had where the football was played got very rich because they had gambling in them. But Queensland didn't have that up until very, fairly recently. So for ages, New South Wales had all the money and so they stole the good players from Queensland. Oh. So if you wanted to play in Australia and you're a good player, you go play in Sydney. Classic David and Goliath. Yeah, kind of. So all the good players from Queensland ended up in New South Wales and they'd play interstate games and Queensland would be left with the other players who didn't want to go down there or couldn't afford it or weren't as good. Leftovers. Yeah, and they'd be beaten. So Queenslanders would be beaten by their own players but playing in the blue jersey. So they decided in 1980 maybe we could just do a state of origin so players would play where they were from rather than where they were playing at the time. Mm-hmm. And that's morphed into this big big competition each year. So it's a fairly new thing, 1980 versus you know where it began. But, yeah, that, that's the origin of state of origin. Is that a pun? One. It's a joke. I don't know if it's a pun. Mm. I do like puns. You're a pun person, aren't you? I'm a pun. Some say I'm very punny. Not my best. Yeah. Moving along. <laughs> <laughs> so for the last 10 years, Queensland have been the premier um, side in this competition. They've won t- uh, 10 out of 11. Because we're amazing and because we had Darren Lockyer and Jonathan Thurston and Billy Slater and recently my new love, Corey Parker. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been very one-sided the last 10 years. Before that, it was pretty much even, but now Queensland have really um, yeah, ran away with it the last few years. To give some context, Lonnie's from a very football-centric family, I'd say. Your dad grew up playing football, coached football. Your granddad coached, He, he played. played and coached, yeah. Coached Darren Lockyer back he when did. he was a kid? He was around yeah. when Darren Lockyer Something was a to kid. do with yeah. Darren Lockyer played with the same. Darren Lockyer's from where my grandpa and my dad were from. Yeah, so, so they're the best friends, basically. <laughs> yeah. And... The, my family have an interest in State of Origin, but I'm not. I wouldn't say we're like diehard fans. I think your dad is from New South Wales, so he's been less interested the last ten years. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <true>. <laughs> um, he likes football. He just doesn't. He's he's moved on other sports, hasn't he? Recently, yeah. So, so anyway, your dad's more of a rugby union fan as well, isn't he? The Wallabies and stuff. I think so. Yeah. I don't really pay attention, to be honest. Yeah, it's okay. But I think I've been kind of taken under the wing of your family and been educated a lot in football yeah, of recent times. You always liked it, though, didn't you? The State of Origin, at least. I always liked State of Origin. I never used to watch club football. Yeah. Still don't. I try very hard, but sometimes... You just go to bed. I get really tired, <laughs> and it is very difficult to stay awake yeah. for 80 minutes of football. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you made it through the other night. Um, and it was amazing. Yeah, it was a really good game. It was game two of 2016. Um, Queensland had won the first game kind of narrowly down in Sydney. And so they had to come up here and they, if they'd won, they won the series. And if they lost, it would have gone to a decider. But we won. 26-16. What are your thoughts of the game, today? I had a really great time. I yeah. really liked it. <laughs> um, I don't really remember much of what happened. <laughs> I didn't really understand a lot of what was happening. I like that I can just ask you why um, the ref's blown his whistle and you know exactly why, yeah. whether it's offside or a forward pass or a knock-on or whatever. How do you know that? Well, you can, you can see what's happened. Oh, 
that's that's the key. <laughs> the key thing there. And they have hand signals too. They do secret hand signals mm. like a club. No. <laughs> what 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 are your thought? What, what do you think? What do you like about the night? There were really cool fireworks at the beginning. Yeah, you, you enjoyed the pre-game entertainment more than anything else, didn't you? <laughs> no, I didn't. I when what's the guy's name who ran the whole field? Dane Gagai. Dane Gagai ran the uh, whole length of the field to score for us, and he was scoring at the try lane that was furthest away from us. And he got up, and everyone around us stood up, and I started running on the spot with my little feet, trying to get him over the line. And then he got almost there, and then I just jumped to get him over, and that was very exciting when that he was, scored. That was pretty cool. The whole yeah. crowd was up, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Except my dad. Oh, <laughs> so that I think that's a good way to lead into people who are annoyers at the football. Yeah. Your dad. Yes. Love him. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Very grateful that he gave us the tickets. Yeah. However, he was the only person around us in a blue shirt who wasn't from New South Wales. So the Queensland colour is maroon and the New South Wales colour is blue. And traditionally, you just wear the colour from your state or a neutral colour if you're not going to be, you know, into it as much as other people. And I question You don't wear the colour of the other team, do you? I just don't understand it. I questioned him about it. I said, what, what, why are you wearing that colour? Literally any other colour would have been fine. And he just shrugged his shoulders at me like he didn't even care. I think he probably just went through his cupboard and got the first shirt out. Of all days, though, Lonnie. I know. Of all days. And... You know what else he did? We were all excited. We were all up cheering when Gagai scored his try and everything. You look over at your dad, just arms folded, not impressed, shrugs his shoulders at you, turns his mouth down. Could have been better. <laughs> oh. He was excited. He's not He's not a get up and jump around kind of guy. Though. He's a very conservative, doesn't show his emotions too much kind of guy. Mm. Maybe he was very joyous inside. Yeah, I'm sure he was. <laughs> <laughs> So other annoying people at the football, who do, who do you get? You get the guy who pushes past you with a tray of four beers in plastic cups, trips on the seats as he's trying to climb over them, spills the beer on the lady in front of us and all on her head, and then pretends like it wasn't him that did it, only later to find out that he's actually in the wrong seat and doesn't actually belong to that section at all. He's in the wrong, whole wrong row. Oh. How hard is it? Look at your ticket. Yeah, look at Well, maybe he couldn't read. Maybe. Um, well, I, this is something we had about in the movies too when you get assigned seating. If everyone just sits in their seat, there's no problem. The the anarchy and the chaos begins when someone doesn't follow the rules, Lonnie. So one person decides they're above the seating allocations. Above the system. Above the system that has been implemented to avoid this kind of chaos. They decide they'll go sit somewhere else, and so someone else has to go and sit somewhere else. Next minute, whole crowd's out of spot, out of spot, aren't they? Next minute, place is on fire, bombs are coming down. It's just a, it's a disaster, really. I guess this is how, yeah, World War Three happens. I think that'll be in the history books. How did it happen? Mm. People not following allocated seating. <laughs> I don't. Want, that's probably what it says next to the textbook definition. It is annoying though, isn't it? It is. Just follow the rules, you know. You know what else annoyed me? When we left the game and all of the smokers come out. Yep. Because so you haven't had a smoke for like. You can't smoke inside the grounds because it's um, against the law. So they wouldn't have had a smoke for like 80 minutes or 
maybe they went out at half time, but it's been a while. You can't walk anywhere without getting breathing in this awful secondhand mm-hmm. smoke. Mm-hmm. And if you want to kill yourself, that's fine. This is my opinion. Fine, do it. Don't kill me in the process. Don't make me breathe in your carcinogenic smoke. Are you going to pay for my medical bills? I don't think so. It's a real problem, secondhand smoke. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's really annoying. We were we waited a little bit. We've we've learned before. We've been to games, mm. and if you try and leave straight away, you get caught in like the the human tide going around. But um, like walking to the train or whatever afterwards. But we we were, waited a little bit this time. We were okay. There we we, did, we missed most of the drunks up Caxton Street and whatever. Mm. Um, so that was good. What else annoyed you about the annoying people? Well, I wasn't so much annoyed, but there were some. Um, there was a family two rows down from us, or a few seats down from us, um, with little kids. That's fine. I'm sure the kids enjoyed it, but they're all asleep before the end of the game. They fell asleep, which is yeah. really sweet. I think um, that was maybe a bit too young. Maybe to... a little bit too young, but that was, it's kind of cool. Yeah. I went to a to a game up in Townsville a couple of years ago, and um, my brother was still up there. And the guy sitting near us on the hill, because they still have a hill up there, mm-hmm. and he had he's like three kids with him. Little girl just wanted to hug him the whole time. And so Aww. she she was hugging him and he was watching the game over her shoulder the really whole time. Cute. Yeah. Speaking of brothers, your brother was also wearing a blue shirt under his red slash maroon jumper. And when we questioned him, he just said it looked good. Doesn't matter. <laughs> could wear any shirt. Lonnie, looks good. I didn't even wear blue undies because I was so worried about jinxing it. I had maroon socks on. Everything I wore was either a shade of pink or red or maroon. Apart from my jeans, which were blue jeans, but that's okay because they're denim. Yeah. They're not yeah, blue pants. That's not the main part of your outfit, is it? It wasn't. The main part was the Maroons jersey that yeah, I bloody put on. Definitely. So I just feel like I've put lots of effort into not jinxing us. Mm-hmm. And here are two members of your family who know, like, and watch football. Mm. It's not like they didn't know about this rule and I they just blatantly ignored it. If maybe if you go into a club game, you could get away with this, you know, even a, I think even a, a test match, you could wear black to a like an All Blacks or Kiwi game, and it'll be fine. Yep. I don't think people will care that much, although it's probably frowned upon. This is the one night you got to wear your colours. The thing know? is, people wear it like your jerseys out during the day, or like a pink yeah. shirt or a red shirt or something out during the day if they're going to work or whatever. Yeah, it's that sort of thing. It's a really big thing. Yeah, like in like you walk down the street. See, I don't know. You see someone with a blue shirt, and you, I'm like, mm, is that on purpose, or are you mm. just mm-hmm. like oblivious to this? Well, in, actually, on that day, you put a blue shirt on, but you thought, no, not today. Not today. I can wear a blue shirt any day, but not today. Oh, and when when Dad rang up and said that we had the tickets, he made sure you wore maroon, didn't he? He made a point of telling me that I needed to wear maroon, as if I wasn't going to, and then proceeded to turn up in a blue flannelette shirt. <laughs> I've got myself worked up here. Um, Just calm down, uh, We won the series. I know. <laughs> it was, all, all jokes aside, though, it was a really good game and really yeah. fun. And there was a girl beside me who was really drunk and we became best friends, basically, because yeah. she was really excited and stuff. So that was that's well, really cool. Like She the, yelled at me at one point. Because she was worried you were jinxing us because you're like, oh, there's no way that we can win, that we can lose now. It was five minutes ago and they just scored two tries. Yes, it wasn't going to happen. See, no, I... How long's the game of football, Lonnie? 80 minutes. 80 minutes. But they weren't going to They didn't. I was right. And she didn't apologize. <laughs> um, who was your favorite player, just quickly? Thurston. Mm, yeah. Because he dragged like whole tackles over the try line and he set up plays and he was awesome. And I love Thurston. Yeah. 
My favorite player was probably Corey Oates. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I feel like you should tell the people that now you're in love with Corey Oates. I've been in love with him for a while now. Just really good he's playing State of Origin now. Next step, Australia, probably. Lonnie goes through stages where he falls in love with a certain person and it lasts for a couple of months and then he moves on to someone else and now it's become Corey Oates and everything's Corey Oates. Every video on YouTube is about Corey Oates. Who else have I been in love with that I've thrown away? Clint Eastwood. Ant-Man. That's only two, but there were, <laughs> there were many. There's phases. It's how you like things and it's fine. I'm just saying. It's not like I don't like Ant-Man or no, Eastwood. Or, no, no, no. But no. you go through like an intense liking period of that particular thing and then it kind of wanes to just be like normal level liking. Well, Corey Oates is only like 20, 21, I think. Mm-hmm. So you can probably going to play for another 10 or 11 years. You've got some time. <laughs> You've got some time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. State of origin, good. Annoying people who don't wear the right shirt color, bad. Yeah. That's what I've established. Awesome. Well, the other big event of our week was watching Independence Day Resurgence, but it actually began watching Independence Day number one. Uh, the that... full title of the, <laughs> <laughs> of the film. We um, hadn't, so my dad was able to get tickets to us to this premiere, not premiere, preview screening um, at our local cinema, and he wasn't able to go, so we were like, yeah, we'll go. But we hadn't actually seen the first one, so. So we quickly went out and, and sourced it and found it and watched it. It's good. I think we'd all, we'd both, um, we both knew the story pretty much. We both knew what happened. Will Smith was in it and mm. Jeff Goldblum and whatever. But, I, yeah, I never actually have sat down and watched it in the last 20 years. I didn't think it was, I was going to like it as much as I did. It was really funny. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, there were some really, like, corny moments, cliched moments, but I think that was really, mm. like, of the time when it was made. I think it it sort of started the resurgence in disaster films, but it's probably one of the better quality versions of it, eh? Yeah, I felt like it was kind of the um, the first of that genre, like the, the original sort of mm. movie. Mm-hmm. Sort of action invasion movie thing. Yeah, well, okay. I don't think it was the very first ever, but it was certainly the most no. popular and whatever, yeah. and set the standard for nineties sort of disaster films like that. Yeah. Um, no, very good movie actually. I was not surprised at how how realistically, not totally realistically, but it, it set the scene, set the movie in a fairly realistic um, world. Mm. It kind of felt like this is what might happen if there was an alien invasion, you know. That sounds kind of silly saying that, but you, you know what I mean. Though. I know what you mean. But speaking of the new movie, because that's what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we'll move on to the new one, yeah. The night evening started with us running late because our local shopping centre is going under huge refurbishments and has no parks, so we couldn't find a park. Bloody disaster. And then we got in there and there were actually two preview screenings happening, one through 20th Century Fox, which is who our tickets were through, and one through Nova, which is a radio station here. And there was some confusion over which cinema was which and there was a 3D one and Lonnie and I aren't the biggest fans of 3D because, I don't know, it gives me headaches, I don't really think it adds much. But I don't even notice it after a while. I don't, yeah. I don't see the point. Yeah. But the session that we did end up seeing was 3D and 
I actually think if there was a movie that you'd want to see 3D, it'd probably be this one because mm. it was, I really enjoyed it. I, I paid more attention to the construction of the image in terms of foreground, midground, background, um, because obviously the 3D brings things to your attention visually much more. So it was interesting to see, to notice that when I, I don't normally notice that in films. Um, my yeah. highlight was the free popcorn. <laughs> and the free ice cream. <laughs> well, I, I decided to go back to the point why have two free screenings of the same movie in adjoining cinemas on the same night. Of course, it's going to be confusing. It's very true. And our tickets were actually said one cinema, but the cinema that our tickets said was for the wrong company. So I think that mm. was the confusion. And I accidentally offended two girls who we sat next oh, they to. Didn't, they didn't they care. did. They, they did. did not care at because all. they said two people had left before. And then they said, please don't leave. And then I said, sorry, we're going to do the same thing. And they went, why? Why? Where are you going? Why? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure your body ruined the whole day. But there were really bad seats at the front of this really full cinema, which was the Nova one. And we're like, let's just go check out the other one because I think we're in the wrong cinema anyway, mm. which we were. And we ended up getting much better seats in the proper cinema. Mm. That was just labelled incorrectly. That's where we're supposed to be anyway. I know. I just didn't want them to think that I hated them. Why would they think that? Well, they got really sad. But if we were sitting there and people came and moved again, we would joke about it. We wouldn't act to be upset. I'm sure they weren't upset. Okay. Do you want to go find them and apologise to I them? Do. I do. It wasn't them. It, we were in the wrong cinema. <sighs> okay. What are your thoughts on Resurgence? Did you like it? I liked it. I like Jeff Goldblum. He's really funny. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I liked that there were female characters in the movie that actually were able to do all the things that the boys were able to do. Well, that was really cool. And I kind of liked how it linked in with the first one with recurring characters and stuff. I think it was good that we'd just seen the first one because we understood all the references. And, I agree, uh, yeah. It might have been difficult if we hadn't seen it for a few years. Yeah. There were some really corny moments of this one, though. Oh, and the, uh, it's that sort of movie, isn't it? It is, yeah. Uh, but yeah. But there was one moment where the president kind of turns and addresses everyone, and everyone laughed in the cinema. It, room. The whole cinema laughed <laughs> about how corny it was yeah. and cliched. But you know, I think it was enjoyable for what it was. I didn't mm. expect it to be like you know a groundbreaking yeah. masterpiece of cinema, but it was enjoyable. I think it was probably, was missing. Will Smith sort of character though, because mm. I think they tried to they split his character into two as his um, stepson and Liam Hemsworth, sort of both doing that. You know, they could have had one or the other. I think. I agree. Um, and I didn't. I got, like I just praised the first movie for having a sort of realistic tone or realistic background, but this one, um, it's no, it's no spoiler to say that they've it's a bit more sci-fi. They've sort of Mm. They built upon the alien stuff they got from the first movie and this into this movie, and so it kind of it was a bit one step removed, you know. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. So mm. it was a bit didn't quite grab me as much in that sense. There were some quite unrealistic moments in the movie where you're like, as if, and mm. I know it's like a an alien thing, like as if that would even happen as a concept, yeah. but. I don't know, once you've set up boundaries for your world that you've created as a storyteller, you need to stick with those, and I feel like they weren't always stuck with. Yeah, that's all right. I, I understand what you're saying, yeah. So, like, don't go in expecting um, a masterpiece of emotional character development <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. But like, if you go in with the right mindset, you know, um, you'll really enjoy it, I think. I feel like most of the characters had 
pretty good character development and nice arcs and everything. Yeah, and... I think that's I think that's one thing these two movies have done well, but other movies don't is like have enjoyable, likable characters mm. doing stuff. You know, yeah, um, they're not bland. You know, just yeah. action heroes. They actually have personalities. Yeah, definitely. I liked all the callbacks in this movie to the original too, like similar um, shot framing and similar devices. Mm you know, jump scares and things like that that they used. Yeah. I, I thought it was a nice kind of homage to the original mm. whilst developing it. And it was very obviously set up for a sequel. So Yeah, there might be some more in the future. Yeah. Um so like yeah, I don't other movies we've talked about so far have been like, you know, surely go see this, you really enjoy it. But this one, you like you're probably not gonna miss anything if you don't go out and see Independence Day um resurgence. Um especially if you've seen the first one. But, you know, there there are worse movies out there to go spend a Sunday afternoon or something with a Friday night with. Yeah. I think it's a good it's a good kind of just date movie, general movie. Take your dad to see it, you know? Yeah. Sure. I think my dad would really enjoy it. Yeah, he'll he'll see it one day on T V probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well that's um all from us today. We've had a big week, State of Origin, Independence Day Resurgence. Bloody hell, what's gonna happen next week, Sine? I don't know. Can't top this week, I don't think. You don't reckon? Is this where it, is this the pinnacle of weeks in your whole life? Is yep. this <laughs> everything all, is just downhill from all here? All downhill from here. <laughs> Alright then. Okay. We'll see you soon. Bye. PS, you cracked your knuckles really close to the mic. Oh, okay. Don't do that again. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.